People often tell the doctor what they want to tell the doctor, which is good. But at a certain level, especially at the beginning, you got to stop and say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to tell the doctor what I want to say. There'll be there'll be time for that. Right now, I want to figure out what is he trying to get from me? Dr. Jonathan Bakhtari. You can see it. I mean, it's crystal clear. I think it's going to really revolutionize things. Which is a big game changer. All information discussed or provided by Jonathan Bakhtari, MD, Dr. Bakhtari, and or his affiliates and guests are for educational purposes only. The information discussed and provided is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical concern or condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of any information discussed or provided by Dr. Bakhtari or his affiliates and guests. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call 911 immediately. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. Today, we're going to talk about common mistakes people make when they go see their doctor. In other words, what can we do to get the most out of those visits? You know, one of the most amazing things I am always confronted is when I refer someone to another doctor or when friends or family are telling me about a doctor visits, you know, when I asked them, so what was the final upshot of the visit? What did the doctor say? You know, he didn't really say. And, you know, I struggle with that. I don't I don't think many people go to see the doctor and they tell the whole story and the doctor says, well, that's amazing, great, I'm leaving, thank you. The doctors do say stuff. I mean, it's, it's unheard of to not have a visit where the doctor doesn't <laughs> give you an idea of what might be going on. But there is obviously something going on there. And I, I think there are things patients can do to be better prepared for the doctor visits and to also understand how a doctor's mind works, his or her mind works. Because if you understand what they're trying to do, it'll help you prepare. So the, the first thing I want to talk about is when you go see a doctor, I think there is a tendency for some people to go there for a main reason, unless it's an annual checkup, but then say, you know, I wonder how many more issues I can add to this list, which sometimes is really a good thing if your main complaint is nothing serious. However, if you have a serious concern, you have to really be picky about how many secondary and third issues you want to add to that. For one thing, you have to understand no matter how long your doctor visit is, you have a limited amount of time. And I think you need to make a calculation, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or even an hour, you have to make a calculation. How many issues do I want to bring up on this one visit? Now, it may be that you may have to make more than one visit if you have multiple issues and you really want the person, the clinician, the physician, the PA, nurse practitioner. If you want them to focus on one issue, that's a decision you got to make because a lot of people kind of feel like they're going to the grocery store. And, you know, I'm going to pick up some apples and I might as well pick up some asparagus and beans and tomato sauce. And that kind of makes sense in a grocery store. But in a physician's uh, office visit, it's sometimes it can be counterproductive to raise multiple issues. Unless, of course, they're serious. I mean, if you're really having serious issues, yes, of course. But this is not the time to get every nagging request fitted into the visit and 
you know, what they think of your current vitamins that you're th- taking. And again, if you've got not much else going on, maybe bringing up your vitamins is a good thing. But that may not be the perfect visit if you have, if you're having severe abdominal pain and what have you to be bringing up other issues like, hey, what do you think of this other therapy? You know, I'm doing some meditation and yoga. What do you think of that? Which is all good in a normal primary care visit. But if you are coming in with a serious issue, you have to pick and choose what you want the doctor to focus focus on. After all, they're, your doctor, your physician, or your PA, a nurse practitioner, he or she is human. And they're seeing whether well, it's 10, 15, 20 people a day, each one with multiple concerns. There is a limit to how much they can process. And when I say process, they, they might be able to process a lot, but you want them to really process in a more focused way sometimes, especially if something is very important to you. So number one, Pick and choose what you want to discuss. And, and certainly if, if it's time sensitive, yes, bring it up. Uh, otherwise, consider maybe making another visit or if you're seeing a specialist, maybe bring something up that should be brought up with your primary care doctor, not with the specialist, but with your primary care doctor. And I see that all the time as a specialist where people would say, hey, what about my weight issue or something? And I say, yeah, that's a great idea, but you know, let's have you take that up with your primary care doctor. So also understand who you're seeing. So if you're seeing your orthopedic surgeon, now they may say, yeah, losing weight might help your knee issue. And so that might come up, but really more often than not, it's going to be your primary care doctor who's going to deal with the strategies for losing weight. So understand who you're seeing and what their you know, purview is what 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 area that you want to bring up with them. So if you're seeing your cardiologist, you know maybe that's not the right person to bring up. By the way, um, you know your knees are still struggling or what have you. So, uh, and I think you know that kind of example people get it, but you'd be surprised how many issues are brought up to specialists, which obviously fall under the purview of their primary care doctor. So be aware of that. But even within even within that realm. So you go in and say, okay, whatever it is, my doctor has 15 minutes with me. What can I do in that 15 minutes to get the most out of this visit? And one, obviously focus on the main one, two or three issues you have, but not an unlimited number. And then let's talk about what you need to do to prepare. So if you're going to go see a doctor for knee pain, abdominal pain, you have to understand when you walk into a doctor's office or a clinician's office, he or she will be trying to figure out in a broadest sense how important or how serious your issue is. So if I walked into a doctor's office and I say I have abdominal pain, the doctor walking in doesn't know if you have a ruptured appendix and you're sitting in his office with a ruptured appendix or you just have an anxiety disorder, which can sometimes cause functional abdominal pain, or you may have a brand new disease that he has to diagnose, ulcerative colitis, inflammatory bowel disease, or you may have something as mild gastritis or just a little infectious diarrhea. So you have to understand when they walk in and they see your chief complaint is abdominal pain, their mind is racing between oh, I have to get this person to an emergency room to, I just have to reassure this person. So there is the whole spectrum. that, And when they walk in, they're really only focused on 
which way should I be going? So they're going to ask you some very rapid fire questions, not in the sense that they want to know exactly with extreme precision what the answer is, but in broad strokes. So how long have you been having the pain? I don't think they really care if it started last Thursday at four o'clock. And I don't think by you spending you know, 30, 60 seconds figuring out exactly what day three weeks ago it started on. It doesn't really matter. What they want to know is the pain, did the pain start three weeks ago or has it been around for a year or did it start like yesterday morning? And I think what I see sometimes patients do is agonize to be precise. And I think what they don't understand is sometimes doctors do want precision, sometimes they don't. They don't want precision. And if you're taking 30 seconds to answer every question precisely, that's going to run out the clock at, at some level, right? If you have 20 minutes, you have 20 minutes, and you're probably better off saying, how long has the pain been there? Well, roughly three weeks. I think that's a good enough answer for most doctors. And again, we're talking about pain, but it could be anything else. Or is there anything that makes the pain better or worse? Well, let me see. I don't know. I think, uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe when I stand up. No, no, not when I stand up. More like, I mean, that kind of precision is not necessary. They just want to know if the pain, is the pain get, gets worse with movement, with eating. Really broad answers, not precise answers. Now, there are times where physicians and clinicians want precision. <laughs> and this is where you have to be kind of picking up on when they want you to be precise. But usually I would say the beginning salvo of questions that either the, even the nurse that might see you before the doctor comes in, that initial salvo often they want, yes, they want accurate, but they don't need precision. I just want to take a minute here. And if you've been following my channel, you know, we cover a broad range of topics, including, you know, insurance, how hospitals work, what to do in the ER, COVID and what have you. And, you know, a lot of that relies on my 20 years of experience being in the medical field, being a clinician, assistant professor and a clinical professor of medicine, medical schools, as well as being an entrepreneur, being a hospital administrator. I bring all of that experience to bear. So I really need your help about what other topics you want me to cover. Uh, some of the topics we've already covered have come from suggestions from people like you, also friends, family, and, and viewers. So please leave in the comments section below other topics uh, in medicine that you would like us to cover, whether it's insurance, whether it's you know picking doctors, how to talk to doctors like we did today, and other related healthcare topics. I'm more than happy to create those videos so you can have that information. Just let me know below what you would like us to cover. Thank you. When a doctor or clinician is walking in, they're running an algorithm through their brain and yes or no answers to different things leads them completely in a different direction. So by you saying pain's been there for three weeks, that puts it in a different category than if you say the pain started this morning or whatever symptom we're talking about. Uh, if you say you have fever or you don't have fever associated with the pain, that puts it in a completely different category often. So what they're trying to do is literally it's an algorithm. If you've seen algorithms and how algorithms work, <laughs> physicians and clinicians' minds when they're going through that initial thing is an algorithm. They're trying to say serious, not serious, uh, you know, how serious, and then in the spectrum. And then later on, I think they actually drill down and, and have a more precise idea. You know, when I was in medical school, one of uh, my professors told me 
and I didn't believe it at the time, that he said that he could make the diagnosis 90% of the time within 5-10 minutes of talking to the patient. And I didn't really believe that. I thought, well, no, it's going to take more time because you have to do a physical exam and you have to do laboratory testing and diagnostic testing. And what his argument was that, no, we do all of that to confirm what we think. And often the rest of the visit is spent confirming what the doctor thinks. It's quite interesting. So I think what you'll see is you'll see almost like an aha moment in a lot of clinicians' mind as you're blabbing in the first five, 10 minutes, as they get a sense of awareness of what they're dealing with. And so you want to kind of go along with that and give those accurate but not super precise answers like you know is there any kind of food that makes it better or worse i don't think they really care exactly but just in broad strokes yes spicy foods make it worse that and and bland food makes it better what they wanted in broad categories at that point and for you to walk into that visit and understand the first five ten minutes of either the nurse interviewing me and or the doctor or the clinician he or she is going to be trying to go through an algorithm. And what can I do to speed that algorithm along? Because the sooner you can help the clinician get down to the kernel or essence, the more you can, more time of that visit you can spend talking about, okay, so if we think this is what this is, you know, what are our alternatives? What kind of testing do we need? What kind of treatments are there? What are my options? How will we know? You know, I'd rather spend more of my time focused on what the clinician thinks is the issue and what that means and what that entails, what the prognosis is, if that is the case. Well, you know, what kind of testing do we need to do to find out if that's the case? And what happens if that test is negative? What happens if that test is positive? What are the alternatives to that? And so I find that patients who are able to get their clinicians to sort of that home stretch and spend more of the visit on the home stretch as opposed to the clinician trying to get the the patient to focus on what information they need. It's sort of like, don't give me the information you want to give me, although that's important. It's important to you know get out things that have been bothering you. But initially, try to give them the information they want or they, they're trying to get from you. People often tell the doctor what they want to tell the doctor, which is good, but at a certain level, especially at the beginning, you got to stop and say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to tell the doctor what I want to say. There'll be there'll be time for that. Right now, I want to figure out what is he trying to get from me. He's asking me, you know, when the pain started or when the nausea started, whatever. I think he just wants a broad answer. I don't think he really cares. It was three o'clock last Tuesday. I think he just wants to know if it's been going on for a week or a day or a month or a year. If you understood how that algorithm works. Uh, you wouldn't be that precise. And then yet there are other times later on in the conversation where we want precision. I think the level of precision that clinicians want, in my experience, increases as the conversation goes on. So initially accurate, but not super precise. Precise, but not super precise. But as you as they get closer and closer and closer, then we want more and more precision. So your knee hurts more when you turn to the left or to the right or backwards or both. I mean, sometimes we do want a lot of precision, but initially we just want trends or 
broad strokes of how things are going. And if you if you'll notice during a typical doctor's visit, if traditionally the way I've seen it, as a conversation goes on, uh, you'll see your clinician asking for a lot more precision as you get further, further down the algorithm you know, tree. This does not mean that you should not ask or bring up topics you want to talk about. But I think once you get to that point, you know, then say, well, doc, that's all great. But I just want to also let you know this may be nothing or maybe something, but these are the three things I've noticed, you know, along with this pain. I, I don't know if that's something or nothing. I know you didn't bring it up, but that's also happening. So it's very important to be thorough and complete. Uh, so it's, you have like two masters, right? On one hand, we're asking you to try to give the information the clinician is asking for and not extraneous stuff. But the flip side is you can't leave out extraneous stuff because sometimes that might be important. So if you feel that there's extraneous stuff that wasn't asked, very, very important. When or at the right time, often near the end or somewhere in the middle, just say, by the way, just so you know, just want to share these other three things that I've, I've noticed. So it doesn't mean you're just going to be just you know, saying, you know, following uh, like a, you know, you're like playing a violin and there's a maestro telling you what to do. At a certain point, it's very important that you express any and all of your concerns, story, or issues with your clinician. After you give that information, you, if you do have concerns that they didn't bring up in their questioning, of course, bring it up. Of course, add to it. Of course, press down on other issues that you want to know about. But understand initially what they're trying to do is get to what they think is the core issue and then spend as much time once you get to the core issue to see how confident they are that's what it is. What's the differential diagnosis, which is medical lingo for what are the top three or four things it could be and how likely is it to be number one, two, or three? Those are the kind of questions you can ask. So, you know, often I think when patients come back to me and say, well, uh, yeah, I want to see that specialist you send me, but you didn't really say much. I think part of it is they may say stuff to you, but I think it's important for you to then spend as much time during that visit to get them to drill down, put it in layman's term, explain to you what it could be, what it can't be, what are the options, what are the uh, the diagnostic testing that's going to help, if any, to sort it out. And if it does turn out to be this, what's the prognosis? What's the treatment? And spend more time. I think when if you can spend more of your visit uh, on that part of it, as opposed to the algorithm part where the clinician is drilling down, I think you're going to get a much more fruitful visit. When your clinician does give you, you know, the feedback that you you've been looking for, if it doesn't make sense to you in the sense that if he's he or she is using jargon that you find difficult to understand. If you go for a knee pain and and the and then your doctor says, "Well, I think it's degenerative joint disease," uh, I think it's a fair question to say, "Doc, help me understand. You know, what is degenerative joint disease? What is cartilage? I mean, cartilage bone. I mean, break it down for me if I can use that term. Tell me what. So, what is cartilage? What is bone? And what is degenerative arthritis? And how does that work? And you know, and why am I having it? And, you know, did I, you know, did I do something to get it? I mean, you should walk out of that visit in a way that you could go on YouTube and explain to everybody what's going on in your knees. I mean, it it should be that simple. And I think that's what you need to ask for. After you, you know, help them get to where they need to get, then you need to ask for help back. 
and say, listen, break it down for me. You know, I just gave you all this information. And so now tell me, tell me, what does this mean? What is it exactly? What does it mean for me? And what's it going to be like? You know, what are we going to have to do? What's it going to be like in five years? What's the long-term view of this thing? Explain to me in a way I can explain it to my wife, to my significant other, to my children. Uh, you know, what's going on? And I think, you know, the amazing thing about clinicians that I have found is, you know, when given an opportunity, an open-ended opportunity to dumb it down, if you want to call it that, or but just break it down in simple terms, you know, we all love to do that. And I've never, rarely met a clinician who, if given an opportunity, doesn't enjoy taking, you know, their vast book knowledge and breaking it down into just really simple layman language. So I think you'll be surprised. Ask your clinician, your PA, nurse practitioner, you know, physician, ask them to break it down in ways that you can understand and take home, not only what it is, but what it could be. If it's this, what's that? What are the options for treatment? And, you know, what do the treatments mean? What are these medications? What kind of medications are they? What class are they? What? How do they work? These are all, so I would love to spend the majority of the, the visit talking about that. And the this is why I'm a big proponent of getting through that initial part fast. So rapid fire, answer the questions as quickly and accurately as you can so you can spend the majority of that time in this, what I call the juicy part of the visit, where you get real value out of your visit with your clinician. Thank you for listening. You can check out my website, jonathanbakhtarimd.com to sign up for my newsletter. And you can watch this full episode over on my YouTube channel, MD, where you can leave questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes. As always, be well. Thank you. <music>